late countdown, so it makes me nervous. I just did a countdown, and now I we're know. in. And it's recording now, and I just, so now everybody knows what you're nervous about. I don't like countdowns. I, I, I just, like, freeze up. I don't know what to do now. Well, I think we're supposed to start talking about a podcast. Oh, okay. Hi, Steve. Hi, Ryan. Um, How are you? I'm doing well. This is... Um, <laughs> this is uh, Let's Celebrate Quarantine Edition Part 2, um, where we've watched lots of TV and movies and still bored out of our skulls. Yeah. Um, but tonight, so last week, or was it, did we actually do one last week? Holy cow, is this two weeks in a row? We're in quarantine. We <laughs> You're right. Uh, so Ryan is at his house still. I'm at my house. Um, Am I at my house? Oh, crap. Yeah, that's, I think, where you are. Um, yeah. So, again, the sound is going to be a little bit strange and things like that, but uh, accept it and deal with it and you'll be fine. Um, last time we talked about Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, I listened to that and um, it did go off the rails. Like, yes, it did. We rambled a lot. Uh, so, we'll probably ramble a lot tonight, too, because this is our only human interaction. Yeah, family. <laughs> yeah, outside of family, right? Um, so, oh, and remember last week? Or, yeah, last week I said I was going to Terre Haute for a soccer tournament. That's not happening. That got canceled. <laughs> I don't think anything's happening? No. So, piss on you, Terre Haute, um, and everyone else. Sony canceled their whole summer schedule I saw yesterday. That. I saw that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but with that being said. Um, my friend from Terre Haute, or whoever, the person that was listening from Terre Haute, actually uh-huh. reached out to us and said, hi, keep doing it. So, hi, we're going to keep doing this because, again, we're bored out of our skulls. Hey, Terre Haute person. I had fun going to your town when I went to Eastern. Oh, yeah, you went to Eastern, and that's right yeah. down that way, isn't it? I don't think Terre Haute's very far from here. Maybe, what, a couple hours? About an, uh, it's about an hour and 15 to Eastern, and then it was about 30, 40 to Terre Haute. Okay, so two so, hours. Yeah, two hours. That's not bad. No. Um, so it's not a very far drive. Um, keep saying hi. We're going to keep saying hi back to you and everyone else around the world, too. Um, mm-hmm. No, nope, so, just Terre Haute people. Just the Terre Haute people. No you one else. say hi to anybody if you do everyone not else can, Terre Haute. Yeah, everyone else can piss off. Just Terre Haute. Um, we, it's funny because we had, our, we had a soccer meeting. Um, Saturday, Friday, and uh, our club director is Scottish, Colin Bonner. He's Scottish. And uh, he announced that they were having the meeting, and he goes, and there's this tournament in Indiana, and he goes, and I can't even pronounce the name, so I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the city. Uh, which, you know, I kind of wanted to hear the, the Scottish guy say Terre Haute and see what he says, mm-hmm. but whatever. Um, I'm wearing my Indy 11 jersey because... This is the anniversary of going to opening nights there, and, and obviously we're not going to have that this year for a while. Are they um, having a season? I have no idea. Know. No. And I'm and the shoulder shrug and arms up in the air works really well on Google Hangouts. I'm sure it went really well on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> just two seconds of uh, dead silence. <laughs> and then we just continue on. Um, so, um, again, we talked about Mickey Mouse – Last week, this week we want to delve into again. We're gonna we're gonna continue to continue the same kind of theme of weird things we notice in TV shows and movies. Mm-hmm. And so this week we're going to talk about the ineptitude of security personnel in so many different things. But we're gonna focus on Star Trek and Twenty Four, right? Yes. So. Yep. Um, I'm going to specifically talk about Star Trek The Next Generation, because that's where it's probably the most evident. Um, the show starts out with with um, Tasha Yar being security person, and she's okay. I mean, she holds her own in some fights early in the show. But she dies to mud. I guess technically it's a tar monster, but tar kills the, t- the security officer. Um, but then the one that really gets my goat is Worf. And if you've ever seen Star Trek, Worf gets his ass kicked by everything. He is the worst security officer in the Federation. And isn't he like the race of aliens that are really good warriors? Yeah, he's a Klingon. So isn't he the worst Klingon too then? Well, yeah. He was raised by humans though, to be fair. 
Oh, okay. After his parents died. Um, but, so, I mean, I can even think back to one episode where he's fighting some guy in, like, the cargo bay. And the guy, like, pushes a box over and it crushes Worf and knocks him out. And I'm like, Worf just got his ass kicked by a box. I mean, this guy is supposed to be protecting, you know, the captain of the flagship of the fleet. And, and he can't... He can't even hold his own against a box. I'm not sure what that says about him. Well, a box is, you know, pretty tough. They are. I, I can see that. It wasn't like a refrigerator. I mean, I guess it was a, it was a storage crate kind of thing, right? But, like, I'm, I've got these crates behind me here because I'm loading up bookshelves or unloading bookshelves because I moved the girls' bedrooms around. And um, those are heavy. I don't mm -hmm. want to get hit by one. But at the same time, I'm probably not going to stand behind one when I know the bad guy can just push it over on top of me. So, let's get back to a tar monster? Yeah, the tar monster. Um, that's what kills Tasha Yar. So, uh, setting the scene, a, a shuttlecraft crashes on a planet. They can't get the crew member out of that. So, they go down and they find that there's this like black tar goo on the ground. And it's just basically a monster. And so it doesn't move anywhere. It's literally just goo. So they can walk around it. Now, granted, yeah, so, it does... It so does, this person just walk through the tar? No, it does maneuver a little bit, right? It turns into an actual, like, humanoid form at one point and talks and stuff like that. But it just, like, kills her. I'm going... Eh. And there's a whole scene, and I, I get it, but at the same time, when it all boils down to it, it's tar. Apparently, Tar that can talk, though. Oh yeah, I can talk, and it had, it was sentient. Did it ever sing? No, it should. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah, singing in the Tar. So the first few years of Star Trek: Next Generation, it's pretty bad, right? That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There is there's the it's called the bearded Riker for a reason, right? I mean, the first few seasons, Riker's clean shaven, right, and everything else, and then he grows. The beard, and that's when it starts to get better. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, when you hear people talk about the bearded Riker moments, that's what they're talking about. When a show gets better after something happens. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Tashi R, she does actually hold her own in some actual physical fights. There's one scene where she's on some planet, um, and she has to battle like, um, think of like African tribal people. And she has to battle them. And she actually does pretty well. And she winds up killing the other person in hand-to-hand -hand combat. So she does pretty well. Because it wasn't Tar. Well, right. Her, her weakness is Tar. I mean, these people are actual people, so she can fight them. Mm -hmm. um, but once she dies, then, then Worf gets promoted up. And um, Worf, for as much as they try to portray him as so strong, I mean, I don't know how many times... I, I can't even begin to count how many times he has been in a fight where it's just like, hey, let's have a fight here. And um, there's there's Kaylee. Kaylee's going to be on the podcast. Hi, Kaylee. Can you say hi to everybody? Hi. What's this? That's, that's Ryan. Hi. We're not, not going to edit this. This isn't getting edited out. This is going live. Yep. All right. Can you go take your bath now? Thank you. Right no, don't be right back. Bye, Kaylee. Bye. And you do movie? Yeah, we're going to keep doing our movie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was... That's that's the kind of stuff that happens on professional podcasts like ours. Yes. <laughs> Three-year-old children run in the room. Um, but uh, what the hell were we talking about? Oh, Worf. Yes. Um, so Worf becomes chief of security, and I can't count how many times he gets into a fight and loses to everybody. I mean, I can think of times where, you know, the enemy boards the Enterprise somehow. So he hops over, like, the railing, and he runs toward him, and they basically just grab him and throw him to the side into the wall, and he's knocked out for the rest of the episode. It's like, well, that was worthless. Um he doesn't fit the bill as a Klingon. You mentioned them being a race of warriors, and they are. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to be one of the worst Klingons. Yeah. I mean, to constantly get beat like that, yeah, there's, there's nothing more to it than just Worf getting his ass kicked. But that goes to everybody, too. His entire security team, okay, they're, they're typically just... I don't know what color shirts they're in because, obviously, I'm colorblind, so I'm just going to call them green. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, but they basically run around, and their entire job is to run interference for the captain when somebody bad is loose... But they always die. They're, they're the next generation's red shirts. Mm-hmm. They just don't die. They just get their ass kicked a lot. Um, yeah, so I don't know if they're supposed to be that inept or, or what, but they're just bad. So my general thought is that security in the next generation universe is just poor. Yeah. Well, I mean, how long... Now, I don't know much about Star Trek because that right. wasn't really my favorite thing. Right. But aren't they like... In peace for hundreds of years by now? Uh, somewhat, yeah. They still have to explore the galaxy, you know, so they have to be ready for a conflict. Um, yeah, but but they're they're living a life of luxury at home. They don't need to worry about this stuff. So well, I mean, of course, the, the security's not as good. The Star Trek, the Star, the the, uh, the Starship Enterprise is luxurious in and of itself. I mean, how many times have we talked about wanting a, a, like either a teleporter, like a transporter? But especially a holodeck. I mean, man, I want a holodeck. Can you imagine D and D sessions? I mean, <laughs> that had a different flair to it. It really would. Um, except the problem with the holodeck is, anytime there's an episode with the holodeck, something horrible happens and it comes to life and takes over the ship or something. You think they'd stop doing things? You would think eventually they'd be like, you know what? The last four times we brought Moriarty into the holodeck, he took over the ship. You know what we should do next time? Another Moriarty. (laughs) Yeah, or it's like we should bring Santa Claus here and have a nice time. Yeah, but it'd be the Santa Claus from Futurama somehow. Oh, okay, the John Goodman evil Santa Claus. Yeah, ho ho ho! (laughs) Machine guns everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we've stumbled upon another uh, podcast we could do. Okay. Just you uh, explain Star Trek badly to me because I've never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> I could do that. We could just I could just explain. And then it there's as... a tar thing that kind of alive but not. And I think they're wearing green shirts, but I don't know because I'm colorblind. <laughs> and then they went to this one planet. I think it's an M. I don't know. I don't remember what all the classes are, but. It was one that sustained life. And then there was the episode where Wesley almost died because he stepped on flowers. Yeah. Is that actually an episode? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, He's not supposed to be playing on the flowers, but the scantily clad girl who he's playing with throws like a ball and he goes and jumps to catch it and lands on flowers. And they're like, oh, you landed on the flowers. It's illegal to land on the flowers. And he's like, oh, well, I'll pay the fine. And they're like, no. Every crime is punishable by death, so you're going to die tomorrow. Every crime on yeah, this planet? every crime on the planet is punishable by death. That's why they don't have crime. I, I could see that. Yeah, so, Earth, if you're listening, <laughs> every crime is punishable by death. Um, now, was the death brought out by a tar person? No, they said it's humane. I don't know, I imagine they just incinerate you or something. Oh, that's very humane. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do this very humane. We're going to burn you so hot that there will be nothing left of you, even at a cellular level. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, they could, like, I don't know. It's probably some sort of, I don't know, probably, like, some sort of drug cocktail they give you to put you to sleep or something. Yeah. It's probably explained in the episode, but it's been a little while since I've seen that one. Don't go on the flowers. I Unless you're Lizzie, in which case you want to look at the flowers. Walking Dead reference there. Look at the flowers, Lizzie. <laughs> Little girl. Shoots her in the back of the head. That's an episode. Yes, that one was see. depressing. No, that was a good episode. Um, all right, so you wanted to talk about 24, though. All right, so yes. I watched 24. I was one of those people that watched it to the bitter end. So there was... <laughs> I, which bitter I, end? Seven seasons. Hmm? Which bitter end? 
How many seasons? They had a lot of them. Yeah. I want to say seven seasons. I'm going to look that up real quick. Okay. Seasons of... This is Stimulating Podcast. Oh, we're doing great tonight. Oh, apparently there was nine seasons. So you didn't watch watch it to the bitter end? <laughs> no, I watched. I watched okay. it to the end. I watched every single twenty-four episode, even the one with the spinoff with the dude that was in Straight Outta Compton. Oh my so, goodness! And all of them were twenty-four hours long. Yep. Except for I think the spinoff, but we're still talking like two hundred sixteen, give or take some episodes, some hours. Mm-hmm. And every single one, the security people at CTU Counterterrorism Unit had one job to make a perimeter. Yep, secure the perimeter. That perimeter was to keep someone in or to keep someone out. Right. And literally it was every single episode. They're like, make a perimeter. And every single episode, they failed. Every episode. And it's not like Star Trek where the seasons were years upon years on the ship. Right. This is twenty four episodes is a day. So these security people are screwing up the perimeter 24 times in a day. They're letting either a bad guy out or not <laughs> capturing the bad guy when they have them in somewhere. Once an hour. Four times. Once an hour. Once an hour. At least. Sometimes more than that. But who's really bad is the question. Is is it the security or Bauer that keeps going to the same security people? It's like, make a perimeter. Don't let them go. And the guy's like, sure. If I was in him, I'm like, well, they're getting out. Yeah, but, but he was always shocked. But here's the question, though. I mean, like you hit, like you alluded to, is that the fault of the security personnel, or is that Jack Bauer hiring the wrong people every time? Well, Jack Bauer was just working there. He didn't hire them, but That's he true. kept trusting them to do it. I mean, at at some point, Jack Bauer has to be like, he has to go up to the head guy and be like, set a perimeter, and then just look at him and be like, you know what? Never mind. Just never mind. This isn't happening. Worthless. You go out there yeah, and just stand. <laughs> yeah, just just stand there. Um, I will put a camera up and I'll figure out which one gets by. <laughs> so how many people like how many of the security guards like die in oh in twenty four? Like one of them will get shot every single episode. So this is like, very they'll be there. It's a dangerous and job. Usually what they say. Oh yeah, and usually what they say is, "Hey, you can't be here." And then like the security guard will have like a gun out. The bad guy will take his gun out of his pocket, point, and shoot the guy before he can do it. And these guys are, like, trained in our best, and they always lose. Sometimes they lose to housewives. Sometimes they lose, like... Uh Uh-oh. We lost Ryan for a second. Never a good thing in 24. Yeah, okay. They're also bad at hiring, not just for people that can make a perimeter, but at least one probably more likely two times every single season, there's a mole in CTU. So they're bad at security, but they're also bad at internal affairs. Yeah. I think really what CTU's problem is, is the HR department. That sounds like it. I mean, it sounds like they're just not hiring the right people. There's a new show. 24 HR. And it's just these guys interviewing everybody, and you get like you get like you're gonna have Arlie Ermy sitting there being interviewed, and they're like, "Well, you're not you're not gonna be hired." And then the next guy in is gonna be like Mel Brooks. I'm like, "Yep, you're hired." Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they'd be like, "So on your resume, you wrote Death of the Westerns, Westerners <laughs> seven times. What did that mean?" Oh, I was just kidding. Sounds good. Next guy comes in, he couldn't open the door for 15 minutes. <laughs> you're like, hired. I couldn't figure out how to turn. Okay, yep, you you'll do great. How are you with a perimeter? Fantastic. Yeah, I know what those are. Yeah, all right, go ahead. They're, so, yeah, twenty four had two hundred episodes. Never once successfully did a perimeter. I think for the finale, that's what should have happened. Like Jack Bauer didn't save the day this time. He's like, make a perimeter, and they he did. gets a call on his walkie-talkie. They're like, hey, we got him. After hour Correct. one, episode one is over. It's like, well, that was the season, guys. Yeah. All right, we're done. Yeah. So but, I mean that that goes with everything because I always found the last few Fast and Furious movies funny that way too. Oh yeah. Because you know the government has CIA, FBI, Navy SEALs, right? The Marines, 
you know, all these people. No, nobody can stop this guy. Know who can stop this guy? A guy that was arrested for stealing DVD players, his sister, yep. his common-law wife, a guy that used to do jet ski races down in Florida, and a guy that was, like, in jail for a while. Well, don't underestimate Florida. I mean, come on, Tiger King. Yes. We're going to have to talk about Tiger King. Have you watched it? Oh, yeah, I watched okay, it. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, yes, but we'll, we'll I, I always this. find that funny because, like, the Dwayne Johnson will come to them. He's like, "We have nobody for this. The only people that can stop it is you, Dom Toretto." <laughs> yeah, no joke. It's like, well, and I mean, even look at um, Hobbs and Shaw. Right? They've got this this badass Superman in um, Idris Elba's character. And who finally takes down his band of, like, horrible people? A bunch of, like, Maori with yeah. with, with clubs. <laughs> because they couldn't use their guns because they hacked their guns. <laughs> right. But wouldn't you think that the CIA could figure out to do that? Nope. You needed guys that were running a chop shop in uh, Hawaii. <laughs> no joke. That was... That was Oh, every every incarnation of Fast and Furious is is so good because it just at some point, maybe after the first one or two, they realized what they were. And they went all in on it. Yeah. And they're just like, you know what, we're not gonna go for like hardcore plot here. This is just gonna be a fun movie to watch. And just, you know, if you are a physics teacher, just don't come. Yeah, no, if you're a science teacher, you probably don't see it. Science teachers should probably stay away. Now, you know, if Fast and the Furious and Mission Impossible were in the same world, Holy would they cow. be would Dwayne Johnson be go to Dom Toretto? He's like, there's only one person that can do this. A fifty-eight-year-old man that wears a song all the time. But he's on another <laughs> mission, so you gotta do this one. Well, here's my question then, if you want to go that way. If Fast and Furious and Mission Impossible is in the same universe, which team wins if they go up against each other? I don't know, because everybody puts in their writers that they can't lose a fight, so it'll be like a 50-hour movie where nobody loses anything. <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> Both sides just punch each other for 50 hours, and at some point you're like, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> the movie is supposed to come out like in July 2022, and then it gets pushed back to... Uh, December 2022, and then to March 2023, and then you find out the reason it is because they can't end the movie because no one will lose their fight. <laughs> no one is losing. Um, yeah, no. So I'd I, I never really thought about that, but I, now I kind of like the thought of Mission Impossible and Fast and Furious in the same universe. Mm -hmm. I like that thought. And you yeah, know, I, I'd be okay with it. You know, both of those could take out Jack Bauer's 2014. They just I have to know, walk out. Because you have Jack Bauer versus Ethan Hunt. Because other than um, Ving Rings and... Um, Simon Pegg? Simon Pegg. I was trying to think of his name in the oh, show. I don't know I what the show is. But the rest of the IM force, they get killed. Oh, yeah. Like, over and over again. I mean, every movie starts with like at least one or two of the IMF people being Die. killed. Yeah. Yeah, And also, I wouldn't want to be Ethan Hunt's boss because... Most of them seem to die now, too. Yep. So, that being said, though, I mean, like, now let's toss James Bond in the same world. Yeah. I mean, now we've got just completely unstoppable people everywhere. But a lot of times in the James Bond movies, at the end, like, the army will come in and help him, like, save the day. Because, right. like, at the end of Goldfinger... Right. You know, some of them. No, actually, Goldfinger, they all no, go to sleep, don't they? Yeah, it was, um... Oh, is it Doctor No? The one on the... Where they, like, come down to the, vol the yeah. empty volcano? Is that the one? I need to watch yeah, my old James Bond again. No. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you're right, because people help James. James gets the big yeah, bad yeah. guy. Yeah. But other, the army comes in and helps finish off, like, the other minions. Yeah, while Jack Bauer literally takes out every single minion, their family, the bad guy, yeah, their butcher down the street that just, you know, got them a rack of lamb yesterday. <laughs> that butcher's like, dude, 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 I'm just a butcher. And then they cut off his finger. 
Oh, sorry. Didn't know that's what you were doing. But yeah, so they're they're really bad. Alias the everybody but Sydney Bristow was pretty bad right. in her like three people that she worked with. But yeah, I always love it, and it's the same thing in my favorite thing is like if you watch old superhero like cartoons like the Justice League. Oh yeah. Now I love the Justice League. Oh yeah. The Justice League is great, but I always loved it. It's like all of a sudden a Flash villain would come up, and the Flash could easily take him out by himself. But in the Justice, but the League, Justice League that, can't. That villain takes them all out until the very end when they all have to go together, come right. up with some really out there plot, and that's the only way they beat them. I'm like, but, you know, the Flash has beaten Mirror Master like 17 times before. Right. But Superman, Why Batman, they... Wonder Woman, Aquaman, none of the, all of them together cannot de- defeat him. Yeah. You know, Superman, I'm pretty sure he could take out Batman's rogue gallery pretty quick, you know. He'd be like, riddle me this, Superman. No. <laughs> I mean... I can, I, I can see where uh, you have the stash. I got x-ray vision. Oh, yeah. Okay. Picture Superman going up against Riddler. I mean, seriously. I mean, there's no fight there. Yeah. Can you guess where I have captured Lois Lane and put sure her in there. a... Yeah, but right over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I okay. can see through that wall right there. <laughs> when he's monologuing, he just goes and gets Lois Lane. She's here. I saved her. <laughs> I got it. It's done. But uh, yeah, I always love that in the Justice League show. It's like, why do they, like, were they partying before, like, this starts? They they're all have, high. like, a big alcohol problem and they're they, drinking. They all had the special brownies at the Justice League yeah. meeting before it all happened. So they, they were all, uh, they all had, they had the fun brownies. Who would bring those? I'm saying the Adam or Booster Gold. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Adam. Yeah. You know what I love doing? What's that? I love watching Justice League Unlimited with like my daughter. Okay. Like Justice League, I know all the characters. I know Hawkman, Hawkgirl, Wonder Woman, right. Batman, Green Lantern. But then like we get to the um Justice League Unlimited and like the cowboy dude will show up. Not Jonah Hex, some other one. She's like, Who's that? I'm like, Cowboy guy? What does he do? Cowboy I stuff. Don't know. Who's that guy? I don't know. I don't know why there's a knight in this episode. I'm not. Like, I, I don't know, know like the Z level superheroes of this show. I know. I know the like the basic. You know, I know your superheroes, right? I mean, I know who the guys in the Justice League are, like you said. But there comes a point where you're right. I just sit there. I'm like, I have no clue. I'm not yeah. even gonna pretend. Like, like, I can pretend on like the C and D level. I can be like, oh yeah, that's. This guy. This is what he does. Yeah, like, those... I, I can do stuff like The Question and, sure. you know, Black Canary and, like, sure. all these, like, second, third level. But, yeah, once we're getting to the knight in medieval armor, I don't know. Why is that guy there? Not a clue. No clue in the world. Don't know who he is. Don't know why he's here. Um, Same thing with, like, um, my daughter will read some of, like, my old X-Men. And, like, in the early 2000s, there was thousands of X-Men. And she'd be like, who's this person? I'm like, I don't know. Why do they look like a dragon? Not sure. I'm like, <laughs> unless they were in the coin-operated X-Men game from like the 90s or the X-Men cartoon in the 90s, I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree with you because at some point, like, and I think that's why I never got too deep into X-Men because there's just, at some point you're just there's like, I don't know which, I don't know what this is about anymore. Yeah, that's why they did that whole House of M and No More Mutants. So they're like, okay, we're bringing it back down to like a hundred people. Yeah, yeah, they had to purge that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you look at it though, like I mean, you talked about Batman a few minutes ago, and to get back to, to stay with our security personnel, mm-hmm. that's you and I've talked about that comic series, uh, Gotham Central. Gotham Central. Oh my god, I love that. And that is one of my favorite comic series. For those of you who haven't read it, it's the police of Gotham City dealing with Batman's villains. Minus Batman. Minus Batman. Like, Batman, he, he like, never has the scene. He might be in a shadow. Right, he'll be in a shadow, but he's never there. And that is such a good series because they're not crappy security personnel. They're trying to do the best yeah. they can, but they're going up against supervillains. Yeah. They made Mr. Freeze so terrifying in one of them because they're, like, knocking on a door. They just think it's a domestic disturbance. And Mr. Freeze is there, and he, like freezes one of them and knocks their head off. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I guess in some ways, Mr. Freeze is one of those people who 
who gets a bad rap for not really being a great supervillain. Like, I've heard, I've heard some people say, eh, it's just Mr. Freeze. And I think part of that is because Batman handles him relatively easily most of the time. Yeah. But if you put Mr. Freeze up against you and I, my God, I would piss my pants. Yeah. And then he'd freeze and that, it, and then he'd freeze it into a piss popsicle and make me eat it. Yeah. And that's why I love that epi- that issue, that arc where Joker's going to like assassinate people with a sniper gun like over Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so good too, because think about dealing with like this homicidal maniac that and by that time the cops are just like, Batman, will you please kill this guy? Because we keep taking him to Arkham. He gets out. This keeps happening. How about you just just kind of waver on that whole no killing clause and just take him out just once? One please? time. Kill him. Um, so speaking of killing people, um, this is gone dark. No, no. This is uh, gonna be like the end of the Jinx where you confess. Yeah. Okay. I just don't dig up. Never mind. Um, <clears throat> let's speaking of killing people. Let's let's talk about the uh, the cold case that just got reopened in in Florida. <laughs> and we're talking Tiger I never King. Trusted that Carol. What? Never trusted Carol. Oh God, I don't trust her for a second. If you haven't seen Tiger King, now is probably a good time to turn the podcast off and go watch it. Um, you and I have talked about this. It is a show that I don't think would make it make waves. If it's not for people just being at home right now. Yeah, and then one person saw it, and then three more heard about it, and then those three tell, like, six more, and it just kept going on. Yeah. So, who is the character in that show that you despise the most? When you see that character on the screen, that character, it's not a character, it's a person. When you see that person on the screen, you're just like, I want to punch that person. It kept changing throughout the show. (laughs) (laughs) in the beginning, you're like, okay, so the guy that, like, was in Myrtle Beach, like, he doesn't seem that bad. And then it gets to, like, episode two, and he's got, like, a harem of women, and oh, he's mean, not actually a doctor of You mean Bach, Bach whatever, or Doc Antel, or whatever his name is? Yeah. Bacovan. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's an interesting fellow. He is a, he's a, man, if you look at him and his personality and the way he talks, the way he acts, that is a cult leader. Right there. Oh yeah, no question. That's that's the type of person that's got the charisma to run a cult, and he does run a cult. Yeah, but like I said, we talked about this earlier. The thing I learned from the show was, if you want either a male or female to sleep with you, Tigers. and you're doesn't matter what you look like, how old you are, how fat you are, how smelly you are, if you want a twenty to twenty three year old person to marry you, sleep with you, work for free, let them pet a cat. A, Tiger. Big cat, yeah. They, they're they're like not everybody. I'm I'm hoping there are some people out there that be like, okay, that was cool. I'm not going to sleep with you. But there is a a very small but still large minority of people that would be like, well, I'm petting a tiger, so I guess I'll do that. You know, the thing with me though is, if I'm looking at one person who every time I see on the screen I despise, it's Carol Baskins. Yeah, I don't know. I think the one I did the most was the guy that comes in at the end that, like, takes the zoo, and he's just shady all over. Okay, that makes sense. The guy... Okay, so the... the, What's that? I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah, I don't remember his name. So, the the guy, um, the producer of of JoeExotic.tv, you know the guy? Yeah. Doesn't he look exactly like... Someone you would see in a smoky bar, sitting in the corner. I mean, he's got the black hat and the black shirt, and he's just smoking a cigarette yeah. the whole time. That's exactly what he would look like. If you described that man to me, that's who I would picture. Yes, but that wasn't even the in the top three of the weirdest settings for people being interviewed. No. I think that would go with the person that got their arm bitten off that's just being interviewed in a trash heap. <laughs> I, I was joking around. I said... That's what Oklahoma looks like before the tornado hits it. Yeah. So that that's in the top three. Yeah. Another one of the top three is the husband that, for the whole thing, not wearing a shirt. And has only like... Never he, that guy. That guy is mad now. I found... that I, I stumbled across a story that he's actually very upset because he has a full set of teeth now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I it's not that. portrayed in the, in the show at all. 
Yeah, but he had, yeah, he's, he's but, never wearing a shirt. But I think my number one was the last episode when the guy took off his shirt, got into a bath with his shorts on, and did the interview in his bath. <laughs> I mean, so here's my question to you, though. Like, let's talk about, well, we'll talk about that guy, but also shirtless guy. The, shirt, the shirtless husband. At, at some point, somebody has come to this person and been like, hey, we're doing a documentary for Netflix. We're going to film you and put you on TV. And your reaction is, okay, and you take your shirt off. Or is that just his natural state? No shirt. <laughs> I'm sure it's just his natural state. <laughs> just act natural. He's like, then, I am. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to put some clothes on? No. You said act natural. The, the, the guy with the bath. Okay. Was he so distraught because he had to testify? And so he's like, I don't want to talk about this. I have to go to my safe place. And it's <laughs> he gets in the bathtub. That's very possible. That's very possible. I, I did read that yes. one of the ways they got so much information out of these people is they didn't tell them what the show was going to be about. They knew it was about the Tiger King. They knew about that. But they didn't go into details about what they were doing with it. So each 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 person they were interviewed was basically isolated from others in terms of, I don't know, like they didn't know exactly what was going on. Well, I don't think the documentarians knew what they had until they probably were just like, oh, crap, we stumbled upon this. I will say this, man. Like, some of the camera work in the documentary is really good. I think they do a really yeah. good job of making Carol Baskins look shady as shit. She is shady as shit. But I think they do a really good job of every shot of her just makes her look shady. <laughs> okay, so if you're already, you know, have this urban legend that you – fed your uh, <laughs> husband to a tiger. Right. Would you then go interview? And he's like, you don't put whatever it was on the shoe. If you want a tiger to come, you can. And like, she like told them what like concoction to put on the person to make the tiger eat them. <laughs> I don't know if you would do that. Like, yeah, she's like, I think it was like Crisco sauce. And yeah. You rub Crisco sauce all over the shoe. Then they'll do it. I'm like, yeah, that's not helping your cause. No, that, that woman had her husband eat, eaten by a tiger. There's no question yeah. in my mind. But So the other thing I learned was buying a tiger, much cheaper than yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, now feeding and keeping it. Feeding it and keeping it, expensive. But purchasing a tiger cub? My God, I didn't realize that theoretically I could afford a tiger cub. But here's the thing. We're getting the stimulus stuff. Oh. After everything's said and done, we're getting like thirty four hundred dollars. I right. think we yeah. are. Yeah, family of four. Kind tiger of is two to four thousand dollars. That's I'm two told tigers. That stimulus check is going. I'm buying myself a tiger. And then, then I want to say, after I get my tiger, I want to see the HOA enforce my the no shed clause when I put a shed in the backyard. <laughs> All right, I just let them roam free. <laughs> You you can you can tell you can tell them what to do. It's whatever. But I'm changing all um, currency in America now to a baby tiger. So like baby tiger, I'm just saying is two thousand dollars. Okay. So that that is the currency of money now. Okay. So how much is that computer? Oh, it's an expensive one. It's about a baby tiger. Oh, okay. Which, how much is that car? Twenty baby tigers. I spent about twenty baby tigers on the car. Yeah. Yeah. How much? How much is your mortgage a month? Half of a baby tiger. Yeah. Yeah, about, it's about a tiger and a half, baby tiger and a half, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a good, that's yeah, a good one. That's, that's what I'm going to run for governor on. I'm going to run for governor in the state of Oklahoma on the Libertarian Party. Oh, God. On changing the currency to tigers? Yeah, changing the currency to tigers. <laughs> you, <laughs> the cost of tigers, not not actually tigers. That'd be no, no, the cost of weird. tigers. Right, that'd be weird. So I'm here to buy the car. Here's a tiger. Here's four tigers. <laughs> um, and I'm getting the guy to run my campaign. That was the gun store manager at Walmart. <laughs> I was hoping you'd just get the toothless guy, but now he's got teeth. Yeah. I just love how, like, his campaign manager 
just stayed there because he's like, that was the worst year and a half of my life. <laughs> but then he was talking about stuff that happened after the campaign is over. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, why are you still here? I think he was just, uh, he, he has to just be fascinated to stick around, doesn't he, at that point? Yeah, he's like, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> and right now it'd probably be a bestseller. Yeah. So I think you're running for governor on the Tiger platform. You've hit, I mean, you've struck gold at this moment. You can't run on it last mm-hmm. year. You probably can't run on it next year, but right now you can. Yep. And I'm going to get the votes by saying you guys can pet the Tigers. If you vote for me, you get a free pet of a tiger. Yeah. In the voting booth, once you hit my name, a the tiger, tiger just pops will out. pop out and you can pet <laughs> it for a minute. And then it goes back in its little cage. I would win in a landslide. Oh I'd get like 97% of the vote. <laughs> you would win in like Kim Jong-un level voting. Yeah. Because I could be like, I don't agree with anything they believe in. But I can pet a tiger. But they have a, a baby tiger campaign. So, yep, I'm voting for them. So you're going to run on that. I'm going to oppose you in this run. And I'm going to run on the platform of standardizing video game controls. Oh, okay, yep. So it's going to be tight between the two of us. Mm-hmm. So, but will you have baby tigers? I don't need baby tigers. I'll get all the young people who play Xbox and PS4. <laughs> and you'll bring sloths out. And I'll have a sloth. You'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, be your lieutenant governor. <laughs> I'm okay with that, whatever. Um, yeah, so that show, like, oh my gosh, it just... I don't know, like, what's going to follow up that show right now? Because something's got to catch everybody's attention. Uh-huh. Well, like, it reminds me of this old, well, not old documentary. It's probably about 10 years old. It was called Finders Keepers. Okay. It was about the guy that found, like, the person's leg in this um, barbecue grill that was in the storage shed. Okay. And the guy's like, can I, have, can I have my leg back? And the dude that, like, bought the storage shed with the barbecue grill in it, he was like, no. <laughs> So there was this court case. It's I think it's still on Netflix. It's called Finders Keepers. And there's this court case between a guy that's like, I want my fake leg. I don't. I can't remember if it was a fake leg or if his actual leg oh, that got chopped. I need, I it, was I a need fake it to be a real leg. Yeah, but it was one of the two. But I just love how the one guy's like, "Hey, yeah, that means something to me. Can I have it?" And he was like, "No, I found it." That would be one of those times. I'm like. Yeah, I didn't know what to do with it. I, I can't. I don't think you can just throw this in the garbage. So here, but they went to the court case and they had it all about you know, eminent domain and you know finders keepers and everything like that. Well, now I have a third leg. Damn it! Yeah, just in case something, just in case you know I get too close to the tigers <laughs> and one gets bit off. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Okay. The, the the most surprising thing was the dude that. Lost both of his legs. Was not by a tiger. It was in a zip lining accident. The zip lining accident guy. Yeah. But the least surprising thing was when Joe at one point goes, "Yeah, I was in the meth for a while." Oh my god! If, like, if, yeah, that's a shocker. I will tell you one thing. I mean, I think for me, when. Joe started talking about being a country singer, and we started to hear and see the music videos. Within two seconds, I told my wife, that is not him singing, or it's the most produced song ever. Oh, I don't think there's any question in my mind that's not him singing. That can't no, be No, they actually singing. talked to the people that it was. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was no way it was his singing. Um, but it's it's just funny because it's like, they had that, and then Carol Baskins had that one woman singing for her, was singing like the Save the <laughs> yeah. Tigers or whatever, you know? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm a little disappointed because throughout the entire thing, I have not heard an official statement from Tony the Tiger yet. Yeah, where, where is he on this? I need to know where his stance is. Know what Tony the Tiger likes, though? He likes when the 20 to 23-year-old people <laughs> Stroke me. He's okay with it. Stroke me. I'm a tiger. Um, yeah, I agree. That That's a different thought on Tony the Tiger now. But 
Actually, is it? I mean, come on, is it really? I mean, you and I have listened to the episode of The Dollop where we found out that most cereal is an anti-masturbatory cereal. Yes. But you did it so you wouldn't masturbate. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> that was the one where I thought they were going to just destroy Pat Oswald. I thought he just wasn't going to make it out of that. Well, I like, that was the one where, I. that's probably the one where Gareth, they broke Gareth more than any other episode when he realized who they were talking about. Yes. Um, so that was good. And there, you know, the dollop is one of those podcasts that's, it's kind of a struggling podcast. So I don't mind giving a name recognition from them. From us. We're, 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 uh, we're trying to help their audience. Base out. Yeah. Um, and if they ever drop our name, you know, that's fine. They can listen to us. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I give them permission. So, um, Quarantine life is treating you well. I'm I'm now working from home for a couple weeks. It sucks, honestly. Yeah. I don't want to be here. I'd rather be at work. Um, I've not weird. really left in 19 days. Yeah, this is your 19th day, isn't it? Yeah, because we were on spring break when the world went to hell. So <laughs> yeah, I think we were talking the other night. Wasn't I think wasn't I the last person you saw outside of your family unit? Yeah, because we went, we dropped off your present because yeah. it's on your birthday. Yeah. Uh, when we were there was when we um, heard about the NCAA um, canceling the tournament, stop, like playing with no oh, yeah. playing without the fans. They weren't going to the fans. That's right. You're right. So then I went to my parents because I was helping them with something with the computer, and that's when Italy got locked down and they like canceled the rest of the games and everything. I'm like, oh crap! So I wrote you with that. I'm like, man, it's getting serious. Went yeah. home and my my house from my parents is ten minutes. Got home, the NBA season had been canceled by then uh, because of Rudy Gobert. Is that his name? I don't he know like had is. he had it, and so like yeah, within like two hours, the world went to hell. And then like the day after that, they canceled colleges. The day after that, they canceled uh, school. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be in this house for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm working from home for the next couple weeks. And then, so we're on a rotation where we work from home for two weeks and then we go back to the hospital and work for two weeks. Then we're back home for two weeks and then hospital for two weeks. Um, and one of the guys I work with was like, Oh, you're lucky because we just got our first patient, uh, over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're lucky that you're going to miss this. You know, you have, you're going to be at home with all this going on. And I told him, I was like, Man, this is the first patient. I'm probably going to come back in two weeks in the middle of it all. You know? Yeah, when there's like 20 patients. Right. So I'm like, you're probably the lucky one that's, only, that, that, that's there with only the one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, we're trying to make the best of it. Like, Bree and I are doing Couch to 5K together. So that's mm -hmm. kind of cool. Um, that, that kind of satisfies her little PE requirement for, for e-learning now. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, other than that, we, we, I, I met with, uh, my soccer team before you and I got on here. Uh, that's the first time I've seen those girls since winter. Uh, we're supposed like Sunday, last Sunday, a couple days ago was supposed to be our first game. Yeah. And obviously not there. So, um, you know, it's kind of weird. I think for me, um, I played D and D on on uh, Skype the other night with a bunch of my friends, and that's kind of where it hit home to me. And uh, there's a giant fuzzball on your screen. Whoa! There's a oh crap! Hang on. Someone was trying to call me. No, that was me. Oh, that was you trying to call me again. Did the cat yeah, walk across it? The cat like hit my space bar and apparently that's call you. Oh, cool. Um so uh what was I saying? Oh, so I was playing D and D with Skype my friends on Skype the other day. And I think that's where it kinda hit me, because that's a group of people that I see every day. I see and we sit at a table and we play together and so to have them out in virtual land, that was kinda weird for me. Mm -hmm. Um but, uh, yeah, so, eh, I guess it's going okay. It was weird because my birthday was Friday, mm -hmm. and my parents were like, no, we're coming over. I'm like, don't come over. I don't want you over here. If you get sick, I would feel horrible. 
Right. You know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not worried about me getting sick. I'm like, I don't want to get you sick. So they're like, no, we're coming over. So I'm like, no, I'll make you a deal. So we went over to their house. <laughs> I saw this we, picture. Like, yeah, my family stayed on their back porch and we had supper that way. With the door and closed. I, you know, we had like the six feet and we were inside. We never went inside their house. Yep. You know, they gave me the presents. I waved bye to them and left. My favorite, my favorite picture is they've got the sliding door closed. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. standing on one side waving and they're on the other side waving at the everybody's waving at the camera that's just a uh, great image yeah that that was pretty much the birthday so yeah well that was interesting that's always fun so um it's just gonna you know keep going i guess stay stay home and i guess we'll we see you in more. may maybe yeah a, I maybe hope. june i don't know so all right well i don't have much else tonight do you? No, I don't have much else. We'll probably do this again at least by next week. Yeah, we may I gotta, have... I'm watching stuff every day, so I'll find something else that I want to talk yeah. about. Yeah, let me know what you want to talk about, and I'll watch it, and we'll talk about that. Um, we could always talk about something random and weird. Yep. So, All right, man. So uh, if you've got nothing else, I've got nothing else. So I suppose we'll end this episode... Uh, by saying, you know, if we did actually, like I said at the beginning, we had somebody reach out to us who does listen. So if you do listen, keep reaching out to us. Keep emailing or Facebooking or whatever. Uh, we'd love to hear from Sky you. Riding. Sky um, riding. Carrier pigeon. Um, carrier pigeon. Smoke. Smoke signals are good too. Uh, actually, no carrier pigeon because I do not like birds, so I would not get it. Oh, you just look at the bird and be like, go away. Yeah, that's Yeah, I'm like, there's a bird outside. I'm not getting it. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, but seriously, if you do, you know, keep writing us, keep emailing, texting, whatever. Um, so we, uh, will be back at the latest of next week and, uh, we'll have another one. So I'm Steve. Talk I'm Ryan. Talk to you later.